When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. The number one pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. Cut on every trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shot with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. Oh, yes. A day that many say has no feel, the Wednesday, but it is the hump day, which means it's the stump day. Stump Rothenberg coming your way at 745 this morning. Today's the 21st of February, 2024. Rick's still on his luxurious vacation, which pleases me in some ways because I get to have another day with my dear friend, Dan Grasso. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, sir. How are oh, you? Oh, you are you are chipper today, aren't you? Oh, bright eyed and bushy tailed. Shouldn't we be? Isn't that is that because of the Rangers' performance last night? No, but isn't it funny? A couple of days ago, you're talking about boy, Igor can't stop a beach ball. What's going on? Igor's got to play better. I think Igor played okay last night. What do you think? Uh he was unbelievable. He's good. Well, you know what? Here's what I said. And and in fairness to me, mm-hmm. I think you need to at least slow your roll a little bit. I said the reason I was so upset with his performance the other night is because outside of that game against Calgary and the game prior, he had not been good. If that if that outdoor game was like a standalone, he wasn't good, I would have been remotely concerned. But he has not been good for a while now. I hear you. And look, it's it's well documented. But if you want to separate yourself from the goaltender, how about the team itself? I mean, remember right before the break? How it was like the sky is falling and maybe the Rangers aren't all that we thought that they yep. were going to be. Well, I would say that they've righted the ship pretty well, collectively. I, I would I would agree with you. Uh, Rangers, I, I actually thought last night with the way Shesterkin played and the entire team was one of the best performances we've seen of late. And that's with an eight-game winning streak happening. I thought the Rangers were excellent last night. Yeah, and, and look, Dallas is a good team. And look, Dallas played Monday afternoon. They had right. a, a long shootout against Boston. So, But I mean, not that it was heavy travel, but that's still a good victory. And to shake off the emotional high of that win on Sunday and to bounce back and get a good victory, not what the Devils did last night down in Washington, because I guess the Devils felt that they won the Stanley Cup on Saturday night because they didn't show up last night in D.C., that's for sure. No, Islanders got a big two points uh, over time against Pittsburgh. So yeah, two locals winning, one losing. Rangers, uh, they, they are really hitting their stride. And we'll see what they do as the uh, the trade deadline. We're about, what, two weeks away, right? March 8th, I believe. How do you feel about that, by the way? Because it's like, it, it's obnoxiously late in the season compared to like the late. NBA trade deadline. Well, I, I think I like, you know what deadline I'd like to see moved back? Is Baseball. The NFL. Oh, the no, NFL. The, yeah. The, yeah, the NFL. It's like, NFL feels, now I think they have moved it back, but they I'd, have. Like to see, I, I'd like to see it even later because I'd like to see more teams kind of have an idea of, of if they really want to go all in or not. It was obnoxiously early, and now it's okay. 
I'd love to see it push back, but I do agree with you. I'd like to see baseball push back a little bit, too. Well, the thing is also, with the NFL, you just don't get a lot of trades to begin with. So I don't know, even if you moved it back a couple of weeks, that is that going to increase the frequency of the trades? I'm not so sure. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. It used to be, it used to, be to the point where it wasn't like week five or six at one point. Yeah, it was very early. Well, that very makes no early. sense. Makes no sense. So we have a lot to do today. Are you excited to be here for a live edition of Stump Rothenberg? Well, I've done it before. Well, I know, but it's exciting. Um, well, I didn't sleep great last night. I don't know if we could be attributed to the Stump Rothenberg, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to rock and oh, roll. No. Are you kidding me? What, what, do you, what do you think happened? No, I was very surprised last night because I thought I settled into the... Because it, it's a change. You know that. When oh, you all of a sudden you, you got to wake up at the butt crack of dawn like you think it's settled in. I, was, I slept great. The previous night, last okay. night, could not sleep to save my life. So, you're, are you on no sleep? No, I'm on a couple, like a couple of hours. How do you think this affects your performance for the big brunch tomorrow after the show? No, I think we'll be fine tomorrow because I've been looking forward to that thing since like last week. I'm ready. To, I can't. I'm already thinking about what I'm going to order. I, I have some very. We're going to get to the Aaron Judge story and Saquon and and the Jets and all sorts of stuff. I, I have some very very. I I find to be troubling news about the brunch tomorrow. Is it the one that I think that? We were just talking about a little while ago, or no? Well, that somebody might not show up to the brunch. Yeah, that, it, it changes the whole complexion of the of the event. I'll tell you how it changes the brunch for me. Because mm-hmm. the person that I think we, we can say it, and we will in a moment. He's the, person, the, he's the straw that stirs the drink, basically. Here, here's the issue for me. Yeah. I, I'm an acquired taste. You'd say that, right? There are some that don't care for me, and, and, and many do. Some don't, right? I, uh, to say the least. Have yeah. you done yes. crack? Yeah, thank you. This person is, is, he's my best audience. Mm-hmm. I, I know if RJ is at any event, I at least have one person that I have somehow sold, likes me, laughs at my jokes. Does he and have ED? RJ, oh, li- so clever. Look little under the weather now. Not 100% sure he's going to come to the brunch tomorrow. If he doesn't, it A, stresses me out quite a bit. Yeah. B, he's my producer, so I rely on him for almost everything. And, and C... I, I don't know that my brand of comedy flies the same if RJ's not there. Well, the thing is, too, it, remember, last, what I was going to say last week, yesterday, you know, we had that exchange before the show where he wasn't very talkative, and right. I thought it was maybe something directed at me, like, did I do something wrong? And he, ne- because he's such a good guy, he didn't want to lay the burden of his issues on me, so he didn't even mention anything about this. But today, when I got here, went in, and we had our little pre-show just hanging out, chatting, you know what? That's when he told me that he wasn't feeling 100%. So then I immediately almost had like a burden of guilt on my shoulders. Like, wow, I was expecting more from him yesterday, but he was giving me all he could possibly give. Right. And that's the thing. Now, I, I do. I mean, you have to tell. There's nothing wrong with telling people, hey, yeah. I'm, not feeling, I'm not feeling well. Instead of, you know, suffering in silence like it seems RJ has been doing for the last Suffering hours. in silence. I like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Why? I mean, we're, I think we're a caring group. I think I can be caring. Raymond's certainly caring. You're caring. If you're not feeling well or things are not as they should be, why not tell us and we can help as a team maybe remedy that a little bit? RJ? Uh, good morning, by the way. Good morning. Um, I mean, what's the old Jeter line? If I'm out there, I'm healthy. So that's what I'm going on. Yesterday, that was no excuse for me if Dan did not feel welcome. Got here nice and early. And it's a bad job by me for not creating that. No, it's not a bad job. I just, culture. I, I just wanted to make sure that everything was okay. That's all. Everything is okay, and I'm. I would say I'm mostly okay. But well, here's, here's, what, what's bothering you? What, what, tell us, RJ. What what ails you? No, that we just, need to just, know. just a little cold. But here, here's what I would say. Is it COVID? No. 
I, I, I took two tests and it is not. Okay. Here's what I would say, though. The nature of what we do, we are all pretty separated. Yes. We can all be pretty far apart, like you two in the studio and me and Ray, we're all... And this is what makes him so great, by the way, Dave, so, as a person. So I, I feel I, you know, I, I, I can be here and we're all good and I'm ready to roll, as always. But, but we bring in the diner setup and the structure of how we'll be sitting. Now we're all bunched up. All right, all here's, here's my question for you. You potentially not going for the brunch tomorrow is more you don't think you'll feel well and, and don't want to battle through the brunch, or you're thinking about our well-being yeah. and maybe you shouldn't attend the brunch. Oh, I would happily go to the brunch. but I, You want me to sign a waiver? I'd like you at the brunch. But here's the thing, though. There, I mean, it is grown. When I heard yesterday, it was growing. I mean, it, it, it's scaling tenfold yeah. by the day. Yeah, it's, it, it, I, and I expected this. Well, Dave, here's the thing, and this is what, what got me thinking, because we care so much about this individual period. If he can't make it, like if he feels he has to take one for the team, if he can't make it, yeah. is his absence cancellation worthy for the meal? No. 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 All, RJ, many times, number one star of the show. Mm-hmm. He's great to hang out with. He's great to socialize with. He, he's easy to be with. He's a, a great person to break bread with, literally. But I don't, I don't think, I mean... How often do we do we have the opportunity to include you in one of the post-show lunches? Well, that's brunches? what it is. I mean, I know that I'm the star of the show essentially tomorrow, so you want me to be a part of it, but yeah. I care so much about him that I don't want – it wouldn't be the same if he wasn't a part of it. You. I, I, I think, you know what, if uh, Ryan Lindgren is hurt and can't play, does it mean that Adam Fox doesn't play? Yeah, but no. Ryan Lindgren, even if he takes a puck to the face, he could it's still like the worst example uh, 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 a bacon and egg sandwich in his mouth, couldn't he? You know what, RJB, Ryan Lindgren. I mean, I'm happy to, but here's a problem. What if now all of you spend the weekend with a little cold also? You don't, don't want that. that. You don't want that. Yeah, but if we're going to catch, I mean, you, you say you're not with us and you're not sitting on our laps as we do the show, but it's not like we're not in the same airspace. I mean, but we're fairly separated. Yeah, but you, you know when you pop in during the breaks and... I try you, to you, sit and stay in my, my corner. Has it been confirmed, by the way, the location? You don't obviously have to say it, but do, do we have an I, idea I, of where it is? I think we all kind of know where I, we're I think going. the place we went to last time was, was very nice. What, very you mean for, for Ray's birthday or the yeah. place that we went to like the last time I was with you? And we uh, went I'm fine to- with either. I think the place that we went to when you were included last time is not as great for larger parties. Well, that, but- that, that's what I was getting at because I was literally sitting on a chair in the aisle, like not even like part of the table well, because look, we look, had so many. Look, the place we went to for my birthday gathering was kind of small in and of itself, but it feels... Uh, it feels more and cozy. It was homey. So it, was homey. it could accommodate homey. more That's people is what you're That's saying. That's a good word. It has a nice back table. Okay. Now, we did run into an issue with a very nasty patron last time. Yeah, but oh, yeah. The chances are they won't be there. Uh, you, you would hope not. What was the issue? I didn't hear about this. We, we took a photo after. We, I mean, oh, I remember the do, photo, yeah. Yeah, there was a woman like like right next to Rick in the photo who, I think they were, I think they were troubled people, to be honest with you. The, me, the boyfriend or, or husband or whatever looked like he was coming off uh, quite a time, um, quite a time. Yeah, and wearing like heavy sunglasses inside, and they were very na- oh, I, this is disgusting that you're taking a picture and you're in you're in my you know in my airspace here and move out of the way. What's locals the are out of towners. It was really it was very very uncomfortable. Probably locals. Yeah, very uncomfortable. yeah, very angry. But the reason I put it out there today because if I bring it up tomorrow. I mean, hopefully I just feel better It's a, and it's a, a non-story. But if I don't, I bring it up tomorrow, looks like I cop out. And I, I don't want that. 
But you don't have a history of being a cop-out guy. So even if that happened, I wouldn't put that on you. Yeah, but I think Dave might wonder. Like, oh, we didn't hear about this all week, and now we get to Thursday, and now you're, now you're out. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not judging you. I'm not questioning you. I think you're a warrior. And if you can't make it, I would understand, although I'd be very hurt. Speaking, right. of, um, speaking of a warrior, speaking of someone trying to battle through injury, now it's not the same because mm-hmm. RJ sounds upper respiratory and Aaron judges is more toe. But <laughs> it is to, not more toe. It more, is more toe. toe. <laughs> how, how big do you how big do you think Aaron Judge's toes are? You think those are like like enormous toes? They got to be right. Yeah, right. Like his big toe is the size of like my hand. I mean, he's a he's a huge individual, and and there's a quote from yesterday, which I got to be honest with you, is confusing and a little bit troublesome. Would Would you like me to read you the quote, RJ? We don't have the sound of that, do we? Is that only in in written form? I think so. Okay. Here, here, you ready for this, Dan? I'm ready, yeah. He says, quote, uh, uh, as far as the uh, alleged toe is concerned, he says, it's going to be, I think, a constant maintenance, I think, for the rest of my career. Yeah. I mean, let's not bury the lead here. That That is a monster story that needs discussion. I, I said to RJ when I came in this morning, one of the first things, like, I'm shocked that that didn't make more news yesterday because the best player clearly on your team, one of the best players in baseball, who missed a chunk of the season last year because of a freak injury with the toe, with the toe he comes out and says, oh, yeah, this is something that's going to have to be you know, dealt with for the rest of my career. Oh, you mean the same career, at least with the Yankees? That's, what, another eight years or whatever it is for how many millions of dollars? What? So essentially, if this is going to impact his production, Dave, you mean to tell me that you're not going to maybe get the same production as the guy you thought you were paying out $360 million to? Well, I mean, listen, it's a long time, and I think he, if anybody can manage it, it, it would be him, and I think that he will push through it, but... Yeah, no, I have I have real concerns, and and here's a question that is brought to my attention that I think is fair. What? Why did we not fix this? Like you heard about surgery was a possibility to shut him down for the year last season, right? So if it was a possibility during the year, which fell apart in enormous ways, why would in September, when the season was you know you were done, you had punted on it, or even October when you got through the season, why was, was he not undergoing surgery at that point? That's a tremendous question. I don't have the answer because you would think at the very least, uh, mission number one, as soon as the season ended, get that toe fixed. Right. Now, was it the medical team of the Yankees that said, you know what, Aaron, I don't think you're going to need surgery. I think a little R&R, put your feet up, elevate it, and you're not going to have to worry about that toe again. Or did he just choose not to? And I'm sure, look, Aaron Boone probably meets the media today. I'm sure that has to be question one, two, three, and six as to why didn't he get this thing taken care of. Well, well here would be my question as well. And, and I think this is fair. Sometimes you have an injury, which they say if you have surgery on this, they're not going to do anything for it. Like, it, you're going to have surgery, but it's not really going to help remedy the situation. Is it surgery solely to have surgery? Like, I'd like to know more before I criticize, but I'll tell you this. If, if, Doctors really believe that a surgery would have helped buoy him to be a healthier version of himself moving forward. What in the world are the Yankees doing? Well, I mean, it's a ligament, right? So we now have Tommy John surgery to fix ligaments in pitchers' elbows. You mean to tell me we can't fix a ligament in a toe? I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Like, it's, it's not my area of expertise. I don't know. But if, if that's the case, if he could have had surgery and helped remedy what ails him— what are you? What are you doing? This just—if you're a Yankee fan, this has to be concerning. Has to be concerning 
Because this isn't just about 2024, Dave. It's about the remainder of this guy's contract. I mean, he is supposed to be the guy for the next several years for this baseball team. And if you're going to get any sort of a diminished version, well, that calls into question a lot of things, don't you feel? Well, I also feel like he's not getting younger. Right. Right? I mean, he, and, and let's be fair. This, this is a guy that is is freakishly big. You know, he, he's not Jose Altuve where, like, it's it's easy to manage him. He's he's as big a baseball player as pretty much you've ever seen. And I'm not comparing him to Stanton, who's also freakishly big. But Stanton is always hurt. Yeah. So, again, I don't want to raise the panic flag, but I think there's reason to at least be very aware that this – I mean, he said it. I'm not making it up. Like, my intent was not let's lead the show with this today because I'm a Mets fan and I don't care for the Yankees. My concern was we're going to do a lot of football, a little bit of Yankees. But I thought this line is it's going to be a constant maintenance for the rest of my career is certainly conversation worthy. That should have been back page news. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You're very pro nap. Very pro nap, but probably I didn't take the nap as long as I wanted to yesterday because I needed to get a haircut in the afternoon, so I took care of that. I got a haircut too yesterday. Really? Yes. For the brunch. Uh, yeah. I have so you can look good for the brunch after the show today that I have to take care of. But yes, for the brunch as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, you got to fit it in, right? So yeah, we did that. And I, I was just going to keep the same routine as I did the night before. And it worked well for me in terms of getting sleep. But it's just one of those, like I got in bed and couldn't fall asleep. It didn't take. Yeah. Didn't take. I, I understand. Um, here's Aaron Judge. RJ said we didn't have the audio, uh, but we do have the audio. Here is one Aaron Judge on that big toe yeah it's just gonna be a i think a constant maintenance i think the rest of my career it's just something anything with injuries like that you just got to stay on top of it so it doesn't doesn't flare up again or something doesn't happen again so we're feeling good right now we're out there we're moving we're grooving so we're gonna try to keep it that way yeah but no 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 you suffered injury i think the assumption is that it's going to get better and you won't have to manage it for the rest of your career right Get it taken care of. And and look, maybe we're jumping to conclusions here, but this is what we do. When you think about the future down the road, like, God forbid, God forbid, if this turns into a situation where you have another Giancarlo Stanton issue on your hands. Because, like, the Stanton that the Yankees thought they were getting once upon a time was a guy who was, what, the reigning MVP, maybe the best power hitter in all of baseball, and it's just been, like, one ailment after another since he put on pinstripes now is that going to be Aaron Judge over the next seven years uh no I don't I don't think that's fair to say but this was this was very eye-opening I would say very absolutely and, and again the thing we keep coming back to and we don't have the answers yet why is this something that was not taken care of either in the offseason or late last season with the toe to where now this is something he's going to have to manage? Right. Now, I, I, have, I have multiple questions. Like, if I'm a reporter there today down in Tampa, I, I, have, I have a few questions. One is, okay, it's, it's still some—you would say it's still some semblance of an issue, right? Correct. Okay. Are we past a window where you can have surgery? Or can you manage it this year, get to next offseason— and they tear, take care of it then. Is it a, and again, I don't know the answers. Is this a 10 month rehab where if he would have had the surgery in September or October, now he would have missed the first couple of months of this season, right? And I want to know maybe originally they thought if he has the surgery, it's really not going to do anything. So I put the guy under the knife. Those would be my questions today. The only thing that I see here, like I'm just trying to do some digging back to last year, right? 
Aaron Boone said this was as of September the 26th. So what was that, like a week left in the baseball season? Right. Aaron Judge is not expected to need off-season surgery on his right big toe. Okay, so fast forward to February the 21st, and his toe is still an issue. So if he wasn't expected to need surgery, that wasn't Aaron Judge declined to have surgery. Was he advised that he that was something that he was not going to have to do? Uh, again, we don't know. We'd like to find out more. Maybe the Mets team doctors got involved, and they and they... Screwed the pooch on this thing here. Yeah, they're not known for exactly well-being, are they? Uh, no. No. No, no, they're really not. They're, they're really not. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, here, here's what I'll say about the story. I'd like to know more. That You know, it's hard to destroy them or, or overly criticize without having some of the answers here, but I have real questions. And I, I think that, that if you're Aaron Judge, you have kind of set things up so that your manager, who you said is speaking later today has some legitimate questions to answer. Here's the actual quote from Boone. Okay, this is, again, back to that September 26th, 27th. Um, I think he's in a pretty good spot heading into the winter. My understanding is no. I've kind of felt that way for a while. Talking about surgery, Surgery, of course. Uh, There's been a steady improvement all the time, which has been encouraging. Um, And that's all I got with the quotes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, RJ, you're the Yankees fan. Raymond, you're the Yankees fan. R, RJ, does this give you pause for concern, or is this two Mets fans that are making something that's really not there? No, it's a ton of concern. It's got nothing to do with what team you root for. I mean, well, we could no, be Milwaukee Brewers fans. Dan, you can be jaded by your fandom, and I want to take a step back and allow a Yankees fan to give his take. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's a lot of concern. I mean, we, we played audio, what, last week, two weeks ago, of Buck Showalter saying he was told when... Brandon Nimmo hit a double or scored Unbelievable. scored from first base. That was too much running. Yeah. So those are the kind of guys that have infiltrated baseball. What does manage mean? Does that mean DH days? Does that mean sit altogether? And is that what you want for a guy that you're paying all that money to? In year well, two, by the way. Year two. Well, you need to keep him healthy. Right. I mean, that's got to be your number one priority. So if it means that he's got a DH once a week, if it means that he's got to get a week, uh, a day off every 10 days, I mean, yeah, you, yeah you, you need, but I think you need to manage him anyway. And oh, by the way, wasn't once upon a time, remember the knock on Aaron Judge was, was that he was getting hurt all the time and he wasn't maybe the best candidate to give a long-term contract to. Remember that was an issue a few years ago? Uh, absolutely. So you're going to go from you're concerned about health, the toe's still potentially a problem or kind of in a gray area to we're going to we're going to trot the guy out to center field now a bunch? Yeah, we don't have to do too much moving around in center field, right? I mean, it just it doesn't it doesn't add up. No, it doesn't at all. You're not paying a DH $360 million. And if that's like the best he's going to be for you potentially down the, in a couple of years, if, if, if the toe just somehow never gets back to normal and if it's going to impact the way that he goes out there and plays the field, swings the bat, whatever, that is a disaster. Now, and again, we're jumping to conclusions. I get it. But you can't feel good about this if you're a Yankee fan. There's no way. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of questions, and I think that you opened up Pandora's box if you're uh, if you're Aaron Judge yesterday. And again, I don't think you did anything wrong. Like if you're just giving us an honest answer, but at least I I was surprised by this. Like I thought when he was asked about the toe, how's the toe feeling? You would have gotten like, oh, you know what? Not issue, hundred percent. Let's roll. Not yeah. This is something that for the rest of my career we're going to really have to kind of keep a close eye on. Right. I mean, and again, unless you tell me. And we don't know this, but unless you're going to tell me from a medical expert standpoint that surgery would not fix this thing, then to me there's no rhyme or reason why you didn't get it taken care of. How about if it would if he would have missed the first six weeks of this season? You do it. 
You do it. Yeah. Six weeks, who cares? It's baseball. They play 162 games. Six weeks is nothing. Yeah, no, it really is. I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to find the other side to this. Other side? I don't know that there is another side. Yeah, you know what? I, as, as, as a talk show host, as a journalist, I like to take a step back and look big picture sometimes. Well, look at it this way. What did we talk about so much yesterday about the Yankees, the concerns heading into the season with the starting rotation, right? Like right, all absolutely. the question marks, not named Garrett Cole. But we thought that the offense would certainly be formidable enough to where – that would alleviate some of those concerns you have with the staff. Well, if you have less than 100% of an Aaron Judge, doesn't the rest of that lineup take a hit? Because if he's not going to be as feared in that lineup, whether he's batting second, whether he's batting third, who the hell cares? Well, that doesn't take everybody else down a notch, including Juan Soto, who may be in his only season in pinstripes? Absolutely it does. Now, let me let me ask you this. Do you, are you under the impression, and we, we don't know the answer. We're throwing it out here years in advance, potentially. Are you under the impression that the last, I don't know, two, three years of the Aaron Judge deal, you're going to be like, ugh. We got to endure Aaron Judge, or do you do you expect him to be really good throughout? I don't think that the last two three years of that deal, he's going to be somebody who's worth forty million dollars a year. No, because he's going to be thirty eight, thirty nine years old, managing I, his toe, and, and managing the toe, and I guarantee you that there probably will be an injury or two that pops up between now and then. I mean, he's just too big. The size of Aaron Judge does not make you think that he's going to play 155 games every year for the right. next eight years. I mean, and I'm not trying to compare players or whatever, but wasn't that the knock on Giancarlo Stanton is that he was too big. He was too chiseled. He was he was too uh, imposing a figure. And he had to slim down for this season to become a little bit more flexible, get some more mobility, be a baseball player. I'm not saying Judge has to do the same, but he plays a very physical style of baseball, too, out there. You know who's very annoyed with us right now? Very annoyed. If you get if you got it, I'd be very impressed. Brian Cashman. Brittany Nord. <laughs> she's why are you laughing? He's expecting me to know who she was. Yeah, no, uh, I have no idea who she is, but she's she's seems like a nice lady and she sent in a tweet. She mm-hmm. said, I'm so sick of this. Mm-hmm. It's like the media is trying to make a story out of nothing. No now, Brittany, that's not fair. If if he didn't say it was going to be something that had to be managed for the rest of his career, would we be talking about it this morning? The answer to that is unequivocally. Of course not. You gave a guy eight years, $360 million, coming off of an MVP season because you thought that he was one of the best players in baseball. Now you're telling me after one year of the contract that he has an issue with a toe that is, according to him, something that he will have to manage the remainder of his career, which still has seven more years and a lot of money still on that contract, which is also, by the way, going to stand in the way of the team maybe making big blockbuster moves down the road because of that contract. Yeah, I would say that that's a little bit concerning. Uh, yeah, I think so as well. And again, Brittany, this is not us. This is not the media yeah. that's making this into a story. This is Aaron Judge sem- said something which we deem story worthy. Now, you can have your opinion and you can call us at 800-919-3776. Anybody say this, this is a non-issue, but to both of us and we're independent thinkers. So to two separate, somewhat intelligent people and RJ as well, who's a Yankees fan, all agree that this is at least something worthy of discussion. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Is this called Podiatrist? No. There's, there's not a Podiatrist song <laughs> in there. <laughs> right, Simon and Garfunkel had the boxer. Somebody has the Podiatrist. Yeah, the Podiatrist. What's, what's this? That's more Zach Brown. Oh, so there's no rationale behind it? No, not at all. Not I think they're all. back at City Field again this summer. They play there like Over every year, it seems big toe, like. toe. We probably gave <laughs> tickets, tickets away like eight months ago for that show. Or maybe we're giving them away. No, no, some... it's too close to the show now. <laughs> we're way too close. Wasn't it obnoxious, like concert tickets? They go on sale literally, like you're, you're kidding around, like eight months before the show. It's like you well, buy the you tickets and you forget out. that you even bought them. Yeah, but at least you can plan. I guess. Um... One hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. You know, we're talking about this off the air. Yes, sir. And you're like, there's no way, mm-hmm. Raymond. Before we even get to the story, is there a way in your mind this could happen? Oh, absolutely. I could see yeah. this happening. Then you, absolutely, your no way is very unfounded. So it seems like, and this is Jets at one hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. It seems like, uh, and he's awesome. When healthy, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Never healthy. David Bakhtiari, mm-hmm. offensive lineman, Green Bay Packers. Looks like the Packers are going to release him. Right. We all know who his best friend is, mm-hmm. and that's Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He, but he never plays. Right. He played, I think, like a few snaps this past year. Um, He's played 13 games in the last three years total. Right. So 21, 22, and 23 combined. Mm-hmm. 13 games. 1, 11, and 1. Right. Mm-hmm. The, in my mind, I would be very aware and very potentially concerned that the Jets are going to say, because I, like I've said before, Rodgers runs this organization. We saw the Rossini story that came out recently that he he's the GM and Joe Douglas is the assistant GM. You're not concerned that if Aaron Rodgers says, my guy is available. Go bring him in. That the Jets would at least kick the tires and bring him in. Well, conventional thinking would say that you hope they learn their lesson from last year. Oh, absolutely. Well, but right. that's, that's not that's not my question right. nor my concern. Well, it, it should be the concern if you're a Jet fan. 
right? Because you look at the priority that they need to fix that offensive line, which I think we all agree they have to do. The two tackle positions, they went into last season feeling good about a 38-year-old in Dwayne Brown who was coming off of not one but two shoulder surgeries, and he breaks down a couple of games into the season with a different ailment, and we never see him again. Then on the other side, you had Mekhi Becton who barely played the previous two seasons. Now, he gutted his way through most of the season, but he didn't play at an extremely high level, and then it was just like the domino effect of everybody else breaking down on the offensive line. They know that they have to fix that, because then it also doesn't lend any credence to your quarterback, who you've invested so much in being successful. If they decide to roll the dice on this guy, given his relationship with Aaron Rodgers, but also given his injury track record... I, I don't know what else to say, to be quite honest with you. I agree with you 100%, but I am telling you right now, and again, mm-hmm. I'm a neutral observer. I'm not a Jets fan. I'm an NFL fan. I, I mean, I what did they do? Alan Lazard, bring him in. right? Billy Turner, bring him in. Right. I, I, I mean, if there's a guy that Aaron Rodgers looks at favorably and wants, the track record has been, mm-hmm. let's get him here. Let's bring him in. This is his guy. This is a guy that he, he has a close relationship with, and when healthy, is elite. But the reason he's going to become available is because he's never healthy. Right. And like you just said, has played 13 games in the last three years, and only one of those three years has he played more than one game. I'm sorry, under no circumstance can you bring in David Bakhtiari. And you can. And not only that, too, a guy that you are counting on this year, because, again, it takes five on the O-line, right? Elijah Vera Tucker, who's probably your best offensive lineman when healthy, He's been injured the last two seasons, and it had to cut short his years. So you already have somebody there who's trying to get through a full season. Now, RJ brought up something very, very interesting on this point in our little uh, email that he sends out the every day. like sure or the day of? The, 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 the day before email. Right, the look, the look, the look ahead. ahead. Yeah. Right. Hyphen in the I, look I ahead or a one-word look ahead? I, I got to be honest with you. Yeah. And RJ knows this, so he <laughs> won't be taken aback. You don't I look don't at it. Read that. Well, here's the thing. I read it. Mm-hmm. It was, a- You know what? It was after Apple Tartlet reading mm-hmm. at night, as I'm trying to get my mind right for the show, what we're going to be talking about. He brought up a very interesting point. Yes, all the things that you just outlined about the moves and the Aaron Rodgers relationships last year, how none of them worked out. But RJ points out very astutely, well, Aaron Rodgers gave the Jets back how many hun- uh, millions of dollars? A lot of money, yeah. A lot of money. So does that then entitle Aaron Rodgers to have more of a say because, hey, he's given more money out of his own pocket to the organization, and he could say, well, I'm giving you guys some freedom. Maybe you should be more receptive to my input. All right, well, well here's the thing, okay? We're, go- we're going to get past the point when Aaron Rodgers can uh, say, I want out of here, right? Aaron Rodgers is going to play for the Jets this coming season. Aaron, the fact that you're a team player mm-hmm. and you, you want to have say in what goes on with the organization, in theory, is great. We got this covered. We got You go out there. You worry about staying healthy. You worry about the Achilles. You worry about a relationship with Garrett Wilson and, and what you're going to be able to go out there and do. And if we have a question yeah. of would you rather have this guy or that guy, if there's anything we want to bring to your attention, we absolutely will. But listen— we're going to run point here. And you know what? If it does get contentious, and I don't think it would, look, look at your track record. Yeah. Look at what, look at what La- Alan Lazard was awful. Right. Healthy scratch, right? I mean, no. Randall Cobb, you're, Billy you're, Turner, yeah. You're, you're not a GM. You're not a competent GM. You are a great quarterback. But. Be the great quarterback. He can also fire back with this. And you could po- and the Jets could point out to him, let's say, in whatever private discussions they have, and I'm sure that they go just like you and I are talking right now. But if it is brought up, he can always fire back to them and say, yeah, well, none of those guys really played all that well, but it's because I was hurt. 
if I'm out there, if I'm in that huddle, if I'm on the field, I could get the best out of okay, those guys. Okay, so so, so I'm, I'm I, telling you, that's probably what he's right, saying. So you be Aaron Rodgers here. Let, yeah. Let's role play for a second. All right, you're Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but that's because it wasn't me. All right, Aaron. So you're telling me these guys stink unless you're their quarterback. That's correct. Because I could get the best out of Alan Lazard. I can, you know, um, David Bakhtiari. I know exactly how he no, but goes h- out how, there. How are you, all right, all right, Aaron? How are you going to get the best out of a guy that's always hurt? We we th- we think when healthy he's great, but you don't have some magical power that you're going to be able to prevent Bakhtiari from re-injuring because it's me. my offense. Because it's my offense. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's God's offense. But if it's the my guy's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. See, you're speaking logical, right? That's what you're doing. You're speaking. Now I'm not Aaron anymore. I'm Dan. Okay. You're speaking logical, right? And and, and I agree with you eight thousand percent. But there is that factor of a of a player that hangs over this organization right now because they're still hanging on to this dream and this myth and this hope that they're actually going to see Aaron Rodgers out on the field leading this offense and it's going to lead them to greater things because they thought they were going to see it last year. You saw four plays of it, so it better happen this year. And if it doesn't. That team's going to look a hell of a lot different for the following season. I'll tell you what. If, if they sign David Bakhtiari, mm-hmm. and it's at the if, – if they do it at all. Yeah. But if it's at the insistence of Aaron Rodgers, your season is right. done now. How about, th- how about this? How about this? Now, I don't know what the market's going to be for David Bakhtiari around the NFL. I have no idea. But would, would you be okay with, when the offseason is over with, we look back and we find out the Jets drafted – you know, Talisi Funga from, from Oregon State, 10th right. overall. He's going to start as one of your tackles. Um, they also went out there and either traded for or signed another offensive tackle who then could start on the other side. And they also signed David Bakhtiari to compete for one of these starting jobs. Not to the point I, I, I could, where they signed I him to hand him a job. If it's like Bakhtiari signed a deal making very little Correct. money and incentive Correct. laden, yes. That's what I mean. I, I, I'd I be would, okay with that. Yeah, if if I brought in three legitimate tackles and he was one and he was, you know what, he has the chance to be great and if he's not, I have other pieces in play that will be yep. make me okay anyway, yes. Now that's a conversation I can have. But if it's I'm going to draft a kid from Oregon State and use him at one tackle, and then I'm going to I'm going to use Bakhtiari at the other tackle, no way, no way. Right. But if he is part of a mix, like yes. a three man derby, yes. I- I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, and I agree. And with if that. he st- and you know what, Dave? Guess what? If he starts, if he shows that he's healthy and he wins, the- we know, like you said, when healthy, he's going to be a great alternative or a great option, maybe as good of an option they have. But you have to get there first. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. I don't like what RJ's done here. Do you know what I'm going to say? Say it. So do you see the call screener right yeah, in front of you? of course. What is it the slug say? This is Jason in the car. Yeah. What does it say? It says that claims to be a podiatrist. Which, in my mind, correct me if I'm wrong, RJ doesn't, in fact, believe this gentleman well, is a podiatrist. I, I don't think that RJ should just go in willingly, assuming that he is. I think we do have to do a little no, fact-checking what here. Kind of a, what kind of a sick lunatic would you have to be to be calling Sports Talk Radio at yeah. 7 o'clock in the morning saying, yeah, I'm a podiatrist, and you're really not. Because anybody could, you do could it. just stop the calling sports talk radio. Right. No, that's not fair. Can you imagine that? You, we, I see we, what we Ray like, did. We place a, a, an, like a claim, like an exclamation out there. Hey, can you do me a favor and call if you're a podiatrist and let us know? And this guy's like, yeah, I always wanted to be a podiatrist. Let me make that call. Yeah, you'd have to be a lunatic. Well, maybe he's a podiatrist that. in training. And he's well, like, oh, boy, this is my lucky day. I like sports, and know, I'm let, learning let about feet. You, know you, you, you have high expectations of humanity. <laughs> That's you all. know what? I believe in Jason in the car. Jason in the car. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, thanks for having me. Dude, wait, Are wait, you wait, a wait. legitimate, full-fledged podiatrist? I am a legitimate 15-year-old board-certified podiatrist. All right. Uh, well, J- Dave, let me ask him one question. Yeah. Just a fact check. Jason, I, gotta, I just got to check your credentials real quick, okay? How many, to- how many toes are on a foot? There are five toes on each foot. All right, Dave, he's clean. No, hang I have a, I have a follow-up. Where did you go to uh, podiatric school? I went to the Ohio College of Podiatric Medicine in Independence, Ohio. There's no way to spin it. It's a small school. They don't have a basketball team. Do they not have a basketball not, team? We do not have a basketball team. That is true. They have a soccer team, though. <laughs> no teams at all. Are you terrified of the bunion? <laughs> The, the bunion is my friend. The bunion is your friend. Okay. All right. Have you ever lanced a boil? I have. There you go. Oh, wow. All right. So walk us through how concerned we should be and why, in your opinion, there was no surgery on Aaron Judge. Right. So my understanding is Aaron Judge had a turf toe injury of the right toe, which is actually better for him than the left side because with his biomechanics of his swing, his left toe would be more affected. So it's actually better for him to be the right side. And in turf toe, we have three different grades. In a grade one, it's a mild strain of the joint, which is typically treated by rest and even a maybe an orthotic in the shoe to prevent motion. Grade two, which is my understanding what he actually had, he has to be out typically for three to 14 days to let it rest, typically in a walking boot. And then if it becomes more serious than that, there are surgical options, which... Uh, lead to sometimes biomechanical instability of the joint, and that could be a big problem. So this is something we really never thought of. There is legitimate downside to having surgery. Yes, you can alter the position of the joint. You can alter the motion of the joint. The joint becomes stiff over time, and it can actually be a pretty big problem. It's a, it's a pretty bad injury to deal with in the long term. So is this essentially like a turf toe type of a deal? My understanding is he does have turf toe. I'm not privy to his particular medical information, but the real problem would be is if he tore the ligaments under the joint, and that can cause a severe instability of the joint and possibly even fracturing of the small bones under the joint. So it all depends on exactly what his injury is, and I guess I'm not exactly sure what that is. So realistically, Jason, we really appreciate you taking time out and, and talking to us. Um, 
What, like, sure. what, what, what should we expect? I know you don't know and don't have files to what, what's going on with him specifically, but what, like, should we expect from him? He says he has to manage this forever. Like, what, what does that mean? Yeah, I think basically what that means is if it, if it swells up or flares, he's going to be on some anti-inflammatory medication. As your uh, therapist said, we truly only give about three injections a year into the joint. That's more of a quick fix. And depending on what you inject into the joint, it can actually junk up the joint a little bit. So we don't want to do that too much. It also degrades the tissue around the joint. So you might get inflammation that is reduced by the injection for maybe a week up to a month. But typically, if he manages it by icing, resting, um, taking it easy after the games, and, and wearing proper support and taping, it should be manageable. How concerned should we be? Uh, as a Cleveland Guardians fan, I'm not too concerned, but if you're a Yankees fan, it's, it's cause for worry. Really? Yes. Wow. Interesting. Listen, we appreciate you. Would you Would you like to be, every time we have a toe, a bunion, like an ingrown kind of a, an issue, would you like to be the show podiatrist? I'm happy to do that for you. It's the foot guy. Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks, was, Jason. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, how, have a good day, how, guys. Thanks. How dare you, RJ? That, that, man, that man is an... Ohio trained podiatrist. What was the name of the school? The Ohio Foot and the Foot, the Foot and Mouth Institute, or something. I'm pretty sure it was not the Foot, not mouth Foot and Mouth Disease School. Oh. What? <laughs> Just say he, he, he's certified. Just say that he's certified. No, he okay? he gave like real. Even you know what? No, even if good. he was full of it, like he sounded so credible that he passed off that he knows what he's talking about. No, he, he that's what you terrific. want. But I, I'm just wondering why RJ didn't believe him, and he put. Because any yo-yo could call up and claim to – I could call up and claim to be a podiatrist. I'm yeah, not. But, that, but you couldn't answer questions like that. I could BS my way through it. Stop it. But I, I can. When push comes like, to shove? That guy was – I'm just looking up. Ohio College of Podiatric Medicine. Is that what he said? What town is that in? I don't know. There's a bunch of them. Apparently, Sandusky? Ohio is, is big for podiatric medicine. Kent State has a big program. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Ohio Ohio College has one. Case Western Reserve has one. Wow. Ohio State College of Medicine. They have a, a podiatric residency program. You know what I wanted to ask him? Well, and if he's you? listening, I don't know, maybe he can like call in and just tell RJ or whatever. Like, if you want to go into medicine, and I was never in you know that boat, what makes one decide to go to a particular discipline of medicine? Like, for example, like why did Jason choose podiatry? He could have well, been a proctologist. I, he could have I been a dentist. Think, I think, and I don't want to pigeonhole this, and I could be wrong, and I'm not trying to like yeah. belittle any. I think there's less schooling to be a podiatrist. Got like, or even I like think. optometrist, for example. Well, you you have a fascination with the eye. Well, let me ask you a question. Did, yeah. That never came up at all, like with the with your ex girlfriend. No, I didn't care. It never came up once in three years. Like why she became a a, a, a podiatrist. Mm-mm. So you were at some pl- at a function with other people, and like nobody else was curious to know why did you decide to devote your life to feet. If they were, the questions were not asked in front of me. That's interesting. I thought that that would come up. Like it just no. came up to me, and we've only had we had the guy on for five minutes. Yeah, I, I didn't care really, to be honest. I mean, you're very shallow. Oh, uh, I don't think I'm shallow. No, I you're just, extremely I, shallow. I didn't, I didn't have that interest. Well, what were you? So it's obviously you didn't care about what she did. I cared and I wished her success, but my, I didn't care about how she decided to go into the world of podiatry. But that means you didn't care about the person. Well, maybe that's why we didn't make it. Wow. Yeah, she broke up with me. Oh, really? Both now times. Now we're getting somewhere. Both so wait a second. times. She dumped you once. 
The yeah. second time and then that I, she... I, I went to the jury and explained my case, I won the appeal, uh-huh. and then she broke up with me again. How long after? The second time did she break up? Yeah. But how long between the two breakups? I, I don't remember exactly, but I'm going to say five months. Well, wait a second. When she, when she broke up with you the first time, when you got together time number two, did you pursue her or did she come back to you? Um, we reconnected at a, at a, at a gathering and she called me and she was like, I made a big mistake. I want to, I want to get back together with you. And then and, she did and, the same thing I again. I remember being like, I was expecting this call. <laughs> so she pulled the rug out from under you twice. Right. Dave has what the kids call the Riz. <laughs> what does that mean? Just go with it. I, but I honestly, what do you have think no it idea means? what that means. What, Is that like, what that's you, a young person's phrase? Yeah, apparently so. So could, can I walk the streets being like, I get the Riz. That's I'm good. not sure you should say it out loud, but sure. Well, go ahead. What's up, baby? I got the Riz. So, But do you know how much, because you said you think it requires less schooling. Do you know how much school she went to for to become a podiatrist? No, I think you go to undergrad and then you go to an additional podiatric medicine school. And you don't know how long that, I mean, no, it's not no. like cosmetology school. No, no, I think it's more advanced than cosmetology school, but not as advanced as like if you're an orthopedic surgeon. Gotcha. Kind of thing. Gotcha. Uh, RJ, before we get to Stump Rothenberg... Uh, I thought you did that gentleman who's a podiatrist a great disservice. Listen, I didn't feel I was qualified to do the background check and Q&A the way Dan could have. So all I, I asked the hard-hitting questions, aren't you? All I wanted to do was give myself a bit of an out in case he got on, spewed nonsense, and then I was crushed. Yeah. I do everything out of fear. I got your back. Out. I think no, you handled it properly. No, no he did not. Yes, he you did. Could, you could absolutely absolutely tell that that was a trained podiatrist. Well, of course. Yeah, but that's not RJ's job to sit there and do like a pre-interview with a guy on the phone. What if he claimed to be a podiatrist, gets on, says, go Cowboys, I hate you, Dave, and hangs up? You don't know. I mean, we just don't know. You know, know, it's a bad job by you because you can get a feel for the people. No. You you didn't get any feel for Jason? I, I thought he was the real deal, but I I couldn't confirm that. No, I think it's not. No, you handled it the right way. You're right. Next time what I'll do. I will ask for year of graduation. Well, why not? And say, where, where'd you go to podiatric school? So, because he can name a school that exists, that means he's legit. <laughs> I mean, off the top of his head, the fact <laughs> did you that dorm that he uttered that school and where it was? I, I think that gave complete validation. Or, yes. I mean, he was the real deal. Had he not been the real deal, it's genius because it's in such a random place. You would look it up and be like, you know what? Yeah, but what kind of a psychopath would call you? don't have to be a psychopath. Like, yeah, you just a, do your I'm homework. A, a, a Juilliard trained orthopedist, you know, or 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 what's it? Podiatrist. They train orthopedists at Juilliard. <laughs> yeah. They do Ray. They do song and dance, and then a little bit they train you how to you know deal with the body. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. Bunion. That, I'm learning right? a lot today. In, yeah, you got an ingrown. Come to Juilliard. Yes. <laughs> Listen, he's the real deal, and I'm I'm. I don't feel I should apologize, <laughs> but I. You could tell he was legit. Now he, I mean, he 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 had those answers down cold, cold. He, he knew his ver- stuff. He was very. I I one time got an ingrown. Oh, how painful that was. Sometimes you take care of them yourself, and they like swell this, for days. I, I, not this one. I mean, it was like de- oh, was, I had to go to a podiatrist. It's terrible. How, this wasn't when you were with your girlfriend. Well, that would be odd if I had an ingrown and she was a podiatrist, and I went to see a different podiatrist. Well, that would be the end of the relationship for sure. Well, it did end twice. Would have been a third time. Third time's a charm. Uh, but I feel like I won. How? Well, I mean, I married the woman of my dreams. I have two kids. My mm-hmm. life is as good as it could possibly be, and she's all by herself. Wow. 
Wow. Oh, my what? God. You talk about lover's lament. If that didn't come out in that last statement, I don't know what will. Well, what would he mean? Well, because you basically just dumped on her entire life. How do you know she's well, not she incredibly happy right now? Okay, so this is just getting back at her. Well, I think I win. She might be. She might have a great circle of friends. This, this is like you talk about the essence of Dave Rothenberg. This is though, it. Like that. Yeah, he, he he is happy for himself, but he's happier that he gets the last laugh. She a well, sports fan. Was she a sports fan? We met at the Rangers game. So what was like her go-to sport? Hockey, Rangers, Ranger Rangers. fan. Yeah, All right, huge, so huge Rangers. None other sports she likes. Uh, no, not as much. Hockey was her thing. She was a big hockey fan. She sat behind me mm-hmm. at a Rangers game. We met that way. She invited me over. I was so unaware of life and everything that I was just like, oh, a woman invited me over to watch hockey, not realizing that she was interested. So I screwed that up originally, but I, I, I fixed that issue. We got together, broke up with me, got together again, broke up again. But now I win. Well, how do you know that, like, after you guys parted ways, because you said this was in the 90s. Right. What if she then, like, took up a liking to football, became a Patriots fan, and has reaped rewards for 20 years with them going on all their winnings? So that's uh, a pretty good life. Yeah, I, listen, yeah, but I'm not talking about her, her sports fandom life. I'm, well, I'm just trying to say it's the, not as bad as you're making game, it out to ga- be. The game of life. You thought she was going to invite you over and, and be like, what, what do you think of the 1-3-1? <laughs> well, no, it's hockey. Yeah, what do you think of the power play, eh? Yeah. 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 Well, listen, I was, I was a young man in my 20s. I didn't know. Maybe she saw your feet and took a liking to you. Maybe. Where were we wearing at the game? Were we wearing sandals? Uh, no, I was wearing a um, I was wearing a Rangers jersey. What jersey? Uh, uh, Kovalev. So you can remember what jersey you were wearing at a certain <laughs> yeah. game, but yet you can't remember if you saw a particular movie at the theater. That's correct. As we found out yesterday. Yeah, well, okay. let's not have it a million Rangers jerseys. That's right. There's you're a bearing, lot. You're bearing the lead here. I won, Dan. She's still sick. I'm, I'm, see, I'm trying this to is, analyze a, the game. This is a victory like lap. president of the co-op board. This is a victory lap. I got two children I adore. <laughs> president of the co-op yeah. board. And they're not your children, lady. <laughs> it sounds like I'm sorry. Want to go watch a lacrosse game? Not on my watch. <laughs> I won. There it is. There it is. Honestly, is there anything more than that? Didn't didn't think you'd come to come to the station today, Dan, and you'd have Dave Rothenberg dunking on his ex. I want this woman to call in so bad. Oh my god, I want her to call in. She's a hockey fan. She probably call and think that. Oh, we're gonna hear great 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 breakdown of the the Rangers' victory. No, we're talking about you, baby, and how you failed monumentally. You fumbled the bag. I'll go. On, I'll go on to say this: <laughs> If I had stayed with her, yeah, if she didn't break up with me the second time the way she did, mm-hmm. and I didn't find my way to Sherry, I wouldn't be sitting here hosting the show with you. Well, wait a second. You said the breaking up with you the way that she did. How did she break up no, with I, you? I just I, I was just it a dear break. John? No, she broke up. Oh, so I moved into the city, mm-hmm. and it was I think it was the first or second night that I was living in the city, mm-hmm. and she came over and she's like, "Listen, this is this is not going to take." It's not going to work. We're we're done. Was she down on the fact you moved into the city? Well, may, maybe she realized like now he's there's not as much buffer. He's much closer to me. I d- I don't want this anymore. Wow. Yeah. And so that just floored you. And how long after you meet Sherry? Years. <laughs> Got to be. I don't know. Four years, five years. I think we've put so much information out there. Yeah. There's only one thing left to do. Dave, we need the name. There is zero chance. Somebody will know her. Somebody yeah, does. I, I, Somebody I be, does. I, I could be I like we're we're like connected on LinkedIn. Like I could be in touch with her. 
Well, if she's a podiatrist, I mean, she's got like a practice. Could easily find her. Well, yeah, how, she, how she, do you know you? How do you know you? I could find her. You can't find her. She should be. Well, very if you provide the name, you can find why, anything. Why would I possibly provide you animals with the name? You've already said too much. <laughs> what have I said? You believe off of what I've told you, you could find her. I'm you'd not be, saying you'd I be will, surprised, but I'm not saying I can't. Go ahead, find her. I can. I, I, well, I, not me, but How I know people. I, I know people who, for example, like you know, uh, rich people, celebrities, mm-hmm. who purchase property, for example, under an LLC, like a fake name. I could find the house. Find her house? No, I'm, I'm not saying. But I'm just. You said like based on the information that was provided, you can't find them. I'm saying you'd be surprised but what I, you can find. You, know, you don't know a name. You don't you don't know where she lives, where she grew. You don't know anything about her. We know that she's a female. <laughs> right. We know that she's in the tri-state area. We know right. she's into podiatry. That's all you need nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Okay, f- then find her. Yeah, you're right. We don't know yet. This is what I'm saying. I'll, I'll tell you what. Here, here's what I'll do. Yeah. Bring the name to my attention off air, mm-hmm. and I will confirm or deny whether that name is accurate. Well, it's going to take some time. I don't think well, we can have I, it by I, 10 o'clock. You, take, take, you could be Sherlock Holmes. You're not going to find this woman. I, you I don't have enough information. We're going to hire a private investigator to find it. I would respect that. An internet sleuth. And we'll get her on the line, and and I'll say, hey, I won. She's got, she's got, she's got to call in. RJ, she's got to call in this week. We have to, that is the mission for the end of the week. Have to find this person. Do you think when she wakes up every morning, she thinks to herself, I should have stayed with him? No. No. I, I, let, let's be honest. I don't actually think that she's following your path at this point. Um, I think you're probably wrong. Well, me, me and Dave have 116 mutual connections. That's quite a few. Where's oh, that? Oh, look at Art. Oh, we're LinkedIn. digging. We're digging. He's on LinkedIn. He's he's doing sleuth work. I don't do LinkedIn. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not into that. What do you mean you're not into it? I'm like, not into it, so I'm not on it. I'm not fetish. into it. All right. We're going to get some answers one way or another. I'll answer anything you'd like to know. I'm just not telling you her name. What well, do you want to know? I, I think people want to know. How about what do you this? Know? How about this? As as best as you can possibly ascertain, mm-hmm. where is she practicing podiatry in the city? I'm not lying to you. I don't know the answer to that. Last you knew of, or like when you were with her, would she did she have her own practice? Yeah, uh, she was part of a practice in the city or out on yes, Long Island or new Westchester york, in New York City. All right, New York City isn't that big, so we should be able to no, figure that no, out. No, there's not. There's only like six million right. people in New York City. No, we should find it. Okay. All right. Get to work. Anything else you'd like to know before we go to Stump Rothenberg? Guys? I think that's it. That's it? Uh, Dan, will you be co-piloting Stump Rothenberg with me today? If that is what you need, I'm here for you. Uh, I don't think need would be what I would say. RJ? RJ! He's busy. I know he's busy. Busy on LinkedIn. Um, Yeah, I'm busy creeping on people's LinkedIn. What do you need? Do we want Dan to... Co-pilot Stump Rothenberg this morning. I think if he has something to add, I'd like it. I no, I'd like a, like a partner in crime. He has a very deep knowledge of all things sports. He's very knowledgeable and non-sports. Maybe not as much podiatry, but in, fa- in fact, I, maybe you run Stump Rothenberg and I help you. No, it's because my name's not Rothenberg. Well, that would be like to. putting the podiatrist on, and and you know, or, or that would be like inviting the podiatrist over to your house tonight and sitting down and having dinner with you and the boys. She's not. He's. She's not your wife. No, she's. She's really not. She'd like my boys though. They're wonderful. Although right. I do know that that she prefers to eat dinner at six o'clock, and she probably eats dinner alone because she's older than you. 
She is old. <laughs> Did you see that one he just slipped in? <laughs> that even ran by me, and she probably eats what? dinner alone. <laughs> well, can't stop, she can't stop working on this poor lady. Oh, Jeez. my gosh. She never married. He's, he's painting a picture now. She probably lives alone, right? White picket fence with seven cats. Uh, I, I, longing for the, the days person, of Dave. She, she runs the co-op board now. <laughs> last night, last night. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know. Oh, my God. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. You ever see the movie uh, Emil Hirsch? True story, by the way. He goes like into the wilderness of, of Alaska. Yeah, what is that called? Was it in the wild? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pearl Jam wrote, I believe, if not all, most of the music for that movie. Unbelievable. Really? Uh, have you ever seen that movie? No. All right. Do yourself a favor. Because you, you're you're a, a cinephile, right? You would appreciate the of good movie? Of course. I like a good movie, yeah. Okay. Watch that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have time today, tomorrow. If you did it by the end of the week, I'd appreciate it. But watch that movie, and you like Pearl Jam. You'll let, Great movie. Mm-hmm. True story. Great soundtrack. Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know if you have that kind of time, but if you did, I would think that would be wonderful. So I'm reading something here. And I think this is kind of the mindset that most of us are in, is that the Giants, this is come from, coming from the uh, the redzone.org, but it, it, it hails from pro football rumors, right? Um, the Giants are not going to use the franchise tag on Saquon again. That it feel, I feel pretty confident. Jordan has told me that. I've read that. It doesn't, doesn't seem like they're going to use the franchise tag on Saquon. I think what's going to happen is that they're going to let him hit free agency. If he can get a big deal elsewhere, leave. And if he can't, come back and sign with the Giants. i got to tell you, I think there's one team that will go out there and spend bigger on Saquon than the Giants will. I don't know that I feel great or bad or anything about this specifically. I think he's played his last game with the Giants. Yeah, I I mean, I could see that happening. And and depending on which way they go, like we spent so much time last uh, yesterday talking about the quarterback, right, and how they're going to handle that situation. There's other needs for this football team, which if you look at whatever resources they're going to have available – Right. They're going to have to probably devote some of those to other positions, not name running back. Like right now, whoever the quarterback is going to be, what do you think as a fan? What do you think is going to be more valuable for this offense? Bringing Saquon Barkley back or at least getting a legitimate number one wide receiver for whoever the QB is? But, but OK, let's let's have this conversation. You can't do both. Like like if I'm going to bring back Daniel Jones and I'm not saying you should bring back Saquon, but if I'm going to bring back Daniel Jones, I can draft uh, Odunze or or Malik Neighbors and there's my stud receiver, sign another receiver in free agency and and bring back Saquon. No, I mean, you can, but why stop there? I mean, look at what just happened again with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? They've now won two Super Bowls back to back. And their bell cow in the backfield was a seventh round draft well, choice. And, and let me let me go one further. And I don't have the answer off the top of my head. Who was the starting running back the first time they won it? Wasn't what, it um, Damian, Damian Williams? Williams? Damian, who should have been the MVP of that game, by the way. Right, and right. RJ knows well, this. Point being, He's we all we all agree that you do not need a great running back. But let me take the flip side of that, mm-hmm. and that is the Giants have no weapons at all. Is does it make sense to move on from really the only weapon you have? In Saquon? I, I, I hear what you're saying, but this is almost like you're bringing up nostalgia into the conversation. Because he's think that's fair. He's still a very good running back. Still a very good running back, but in terms of where a Saquon Barkley would, let's say, vault you into the next category of a tiered team, is that more important than, let's say, a game breaker at the wide receiver position? 
well, okay. Or, or even how, an, how remember, I, you got a lot of offensive line help you still need to get. Uh, a ton. I mean, here's the thing. The Giants need everything. Need everything. They need guys to get to the quarterback. They need guys to cover the receivers. They need linebackers still. They need offensive line. They need receivers. I mean, they, they really, they need quarterback. I think they need everything. Like, they have some pieces which you like, but they need everything. I, I, don't, I don't have the answer for you. I really don't. I mean, like, if they brought back Saquon, I understand the rationale behind doing that. If they moved on from Saquon and said, oh, here's the thing. Would you agree? You don't have the running back on the roster now, right? If you move on from Saquon. Eric Correct. Ray is not the answer. That guy does not exist. But you pick, what, 39 and 48? Can you get? I mean, you could argue you could get, like, the top running back off the board if you take a running back at 39. 100%. So do you, do you say, you know what? I'll pay him nothing. I'll have him for four years. If, if, and then we'll see where we're at. But now I have my new running back, and I'm not paying him $12 million a year. Well, realistically, like, let's go back to Pacheco for a second. When the time comes, and what do they have? What does he have? One more year? Like, are the Chiefs going to pony up and pay Isaiah no. Pacheco like life changing no. money? No. no. First of all, there's no confidence the running back's going to stay healthy. And the truth is, they're very interchangeable. Agreed. And we've seen this. But where the Giants are right now, like you said, what are their two second-round picks? What numbers? I, I believe it's 39 and 48. Okay, so you have three of the top 48 picks in this draft Correct. as is, Correct. without any wheeling or dealing. Correct. That's, Dave, that's three starters. It that is be. three week one starters you need to hit if you're Joe Shane. Right, so I can I, – I mean, this is a deep tackle draft too. So in theory, I should be able to get a stud-wide receiver, a stud offensive lineman – and a stud running back, if that's what I choose to do, with, with, with the first three in those 48. Absolutely. You could do that. And then, in this you know theory, I move on from Saquon, and maybe I spend money on, I don't know, Bryce Huff, right? Maybe I spend money, and I know you don't love Huff, but you know what I mean? Like, it's now not that I don't can, love Huff, I just, there's, there's a cost. I can allocate the money elsewhere, and I've replaced Saquon with a running back in round two. And what's wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I really believe, and, 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 and this happened last year when we had these conversations, I, I really do think it's the attachment to the fan base that is kind of clouding the judgment of what they should do with Saquon Barkley. I think, look, I still think there's room for him here. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there isn't, but it's going to have to be on the Giants' terms and not Saquon's. And I don't know if he's willing to play ball. I, I guess the better question is this. If he balks at whatever offer the Giants are going to make him, is there a market for him that is going to satisfy him enough to where he's going to go someplace else and get paid at least something close to what he thought that he should get on the open market? I, I think that there are teams that would absolutely would pay. You, you're telling me if Baltimore has Saquon Barkley, they're running the ball six times in the in the AFC Championship game? Well, I mean, they already had the number one running game in the NFL, right? But they without they, did, they didn't have a star running back. Like, like I don't know. You're telling me that, da- and God, this is the last thing I ever want to happen. That he wouldn't be a great fit with the Dallas Cowboys. Saquon is a great running back. I don't disagree. I think he's still. I still think he has something left. You're talking about somebody who's what 27, right? He's 27 years old. Remember, 30 is the proverbial brick wall when it comes to a running back. At, at, at the tail end. Like, you could even say it's earlier, but yes, th- you're pretty much done at 30. I think he has, how about this, uh, peak, or I mean minimum, I think two more very good to top flight years as a productive running back in this league. I think that that's very possible, but you're, you're not a Giants fan, so I think you're a good person to ask. What would you do? 
I would welcome him back, but it's got to be on our terms. But our our terms are going to be are going to be what? Ten million dollars a, a year yeah. over the next two years? Yeah. No. No. Oh, a year. You're right. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, you don't think that that this guy who's one. The thing is also look at the free agents available at running back. But Dave, look at last year. Right. We we have a basis. We played this game last year. The offers were not pouring in for Saquon last year. They, so they what's the difference? And and I said this the other day to you. I said, remember the Dalvin Cook situation with the Jets? He got the most money for any free agent running back last season, just for last year. And it was over $7 million a year. And how did that work out? That was awful. It was awful. It was, but think of Josh Jacobs available. Austin Eckler available. Sounds like Joe Mixon is going to be available. I mean, this the, the, the list goes on and on. Derek Henry is going to be available. Saquon potentially available. Like, if you lose Saquon and you want to spend... Eight million bucks a year, like you could probably wind up with an Austin Eckler or somebody of that ilk. I mean, to me, it makes sense. Let's start fresh, second round running back. You know, bring in another veteran at a low number, and let's let them battle it out. But if you want a running back, you can you can find a running back anywhere this offseason. Oh, you can, and I don't even think Saquon's at the top of the list. I would still take Derrick Henry over him. Uh, I think it depends on the team. Short term, short term. I'm but saying. I think there are certain teams that, like, if if you're a, a team that likes to throw the ball to the running back, Saquon is a much better option than Derrick Henry. Catching the ball out of the backfield, yeah. But once you get Derrick Henry running downhill, I agree. that's another ball game. I, I agree. But I, I do have a feeling that when Derrick Henry hits the wall, he's going to run headfirst into the wall. Yeah, I mean, he, he because backs like that that are super physical and run through people instead of around them, right? That tends to happen. But and the Saquon's thing with, also oft injured, oft injured. Josh Jacobs, though. He had a little bit of a step back season last year, right? He wasn't as, he wasn't the rushing champion in the NFL like he in was fact, two seasons ago. The guy they ago. brought in to replace him was really good. Absolutely. So there's going to, there's more to choose from at the running back position this off season than there was last year. So does that make the job or his quest even tougher to try to get a deal that satisfies him? Uh, Probably. You know, it's it's going to be a conversation we're going to have for a while. The Giants have till March fifth to put the franchise tag on Saquon. Otherwise. That's not going to happen, and then they'll have to kind of play it out from there. So the question is, does it make sense for the Giants to keep Saquon, or does it actually make more sense for the Giants to move on from Saquon, draft maybe the top, a top certainly two or three running back in the draft, and move in that direction? Greeny has moves he wants to see this offseason, five of them, to involve the locals. We'll let you know that and get to the calls next on 98.7 ESPN. Well, hello, Dave Rothenberg here to tell you about my friends at Bathford. Now, they converted my kids' bathtub to a shower and did a phenomenal job. All right, it was customized just like we wanted. There's only one expert installer process was simple. There's no demo, there's no mess in Bathford. It's a high-quality, permanent solution with a full lifetime guarantee. Three-plus million happy customers like me and my wife. And for a limited time, you get 0% interest or you save $500 on a complete Bathfitter system. So here's what you do. Start designing your bath today like we did at bathfitterdesign.com because there's only one Bathfitter. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.